Okay, so welcome to the Sisters of Resistance podcast for the week of September the 30th, 2019. The speakers on this podcast sometimes use bad language and so listener discretion is advised. So get your ears covered, kids. <laughs> It's going to be a snowstorm blizzard. It's going to be a fiction time. Spotify and Apple iTunes. I don't even know if Apple does this anymore. At Sisters of Resistance, all one word. Find us on Sisters of Resistance on Facebook and email us at sistersofresistance3 at gmail.com. Phew! I am joined by my sisters, Meg Sandine and Franny McIntyre. Good morning, ladies. Yahoo! What's going on? Hey, and good morning. And and I have to uh, take a moment to acknowledge our executive producer, Reggie, because she started this podcast so long ago. And now it's become apparent that podcasts are the most current, active, agile form of communication. Movie stars are trying to have podcasts. And the Sisters of Resistance started first. So kudos, Reggie. Yay, team. It is It is really uh, for the masses, you know? What do you need in order to put together a podcast, you know? You can do it on any platform. <laughs> we've, we've shown that. <laughs> oh, anyone can do it. <laughs> Good morning, Govna. How are you, girls? Talk to me. Well, I, for me, I'm kind of riding high in the saddle. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, I understand and I so respect Nancy's observation that we should be prayerful and solemn about all of this. And I am very, very solemn. However, I am thrilled. This is what I have been waiting for for months. Yeah. For months, I have been unable to pretty much climb out of bed, uh, <laughs> waiting to have, read something like this every single day, so uh, just to see it finally hit for him, finally be hung on his own petard, an expression that Margaret may know the derivation of, I don't. Of really. course that he did it his very own yeah, self to, yeah. and, they, and they are working overtime trying to make it be everybody else's fault the savage democrats and the deep state and it's him 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 i am over the moon about it i agree i agree i love the fact that he wants to meet the whistleblower <laughs> <laughs> well again i i have been um like franny and like many of our listeners perhaps I was very close to emotional death from this administration. Uh, I really kept up for a long time that these people were killing me. And this final turnabout of events has restored my faith in the higher power, my higher power who I thought was not paying enough attention. (laughs) And also, you know, it has given me a lease of life. So I'm kind of like when uh, Jesus healed St. Peter's mother-in-law, and she got up on her deathbed and made food for everybody. Um, it is, I am so hopeful, and yeah. the intense joy is because it's such a clean case. Yep. And as Franny mentioned, he did it to himself. Yep. This has nothing to do with 2016, mm-hmm. everything to do with 2020, and then he has so gotten rid of any responsible advisors around him. Mm-hmm. And some bonehead told him, yeah, yes, sir, that letter is perfect. It's a perfect, wonderful letter. Go yeah. release it. Yeah. And, and I, I just shudder to think of what other advice he is getting when this is so obvious to anyone. But I think because it's so obvious, 
their plan is going to be to confuse and conflate things. For example, his claim that he wants to, quote, meet his accuser, that happens at trial. Right. We're way back from that now. There is a, a prima facie case. There is some probable cause. But there's been no investigation yet. But he's trying to make himself be the victim of a kangaroo court. And, and I think that's why Speaker Pelosi wants us to, consi- to, to proceed with gravity. And, and, and I am going to try to make myself be grave. And also, I'm, I'm going to try not to let myself be distracted about any other person other than this event and this time. So we, I, I will not be distracted. But Reggie, how, how's it affecting you? Oh, I, you know, I like, like you guys, I mean, I was, every day was, was like trudging through mud and every day mm-hmm. you just get more and more, more and more outraged. You see what is on Twitter. You see the, the, the shit that's being put out there. And then, and then I, I just thought in my heart of hearts, I just said, there's no way that we cannot go forward on impeachment on this issue. I mean, it's just, to me, it's so clear. It's so black and white. Right. And frankly, I think, you know, um, the, the, the Republicans in the Senate, you know, whatever, if they have to be embarrassed and cajoled into voting in favor of impeachment, otherwise, every other president, every other Democratic president, they, they, you are allowing the same activity and the same behavior to occur if you do not impeach this guy. And so, um, so I just, I, 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 it was like, it was like an, an, a whole new day. I think that was Friday, I think it was, and I was scheduled to go to my art class and I met Ted there and I just had a, such a, a lightness to my heart and a, I was like, oh my God, you know? This is actually going to happen, and so it's a very exciting. <laughs> he's very, he's very done exciting. it to he's done it to himself. Absolutely, and that's it's so it's so Greek. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's so perfect. You know. Well, anyway, you can tell that I I'm I'm giddy about it, and I will try to keep myself contained. But uh, it is it it is so amazing because there's no way he can blame this on anyone else, and well, he was so emboldened by the should-be-respected uh, Director Muller's mm-hmm. report that the next day, day I, I, expletive uh, deleted there, uh, he was on the phone because he thinks he can do anything. Right. Anything. And there you go. The hubris caught up with him. Well, and you know what? Let me just, let me just throw in, I mean, really... Uh, Speaker Pelosi said he will impeach himself, and he has done so. He has done yeah. So. Randy, what we hats heard? off. Hats off to the speaker. Yep. Uh, I just uh, this this uh, and and they're going to try so hard to distract from the fact that it's essentially a very simple case. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody can understand this. Kids can explain it to each other. Everybody's mother-in-law understands what's going on. The beauty of this is this is not 448 pages of the Mueller report. Mm-hmm. You grasp this right away. You understand it very quickly as to he was trying to extort this poor little guy in the Ukraine. In Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it, that is the beauty of it and the unfairness of it. This guy in Ukraine who was desperate, it was like any other mob shakedown, desperate for our help. Yeah. But we need a favor though. I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, you know, optimistic about this. I mean, I want to be uh, uh, 
you know, realistic and see what's happening here. But there's lots of signs that this is really going to fly. Um, today, they are reporting um, how uh, approval of impeachment uh, now is at 55% and disapproval right. at 45%. There's been a sea change in the past week um, as to uh, the national temperature with regard to impeachment. And I think that the Republicans are going to find it harder and harder to defend him. They are already tripping over their tongues trying to do it. Um, so your point, Reggie, that they should be forced to vote. They should be forced to say yay or nay on whether this behavior is um, acceptable or not. And none of them will answer the question. They don't want to talk about you know, her emails or Joe Biden, um, who have nothing to do with it whatsoever and has been discredited on every level. Um, and so and do you believe uh, they're still they're still worried about Hillary's secretary uh, Clinton's emails? Well, and, and not, not only that, not only they're worried I, it's about incredible. it, they're actually they're, they're investing yeah. time and resources into rooting them out. I mean, it is ridiculous contacting hundreds of people that work for the State Department back then about you know retro classified emails. It's just it's 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 just so. And what does it tell you? It tells you that Barr and Pompeo are doing nothing but licking yeah. Trump's boots. Mm. Well, you yeah. know, and, and what I what I was listening to on NPR this morning is that you know this whatever this is about retroactively retroactively reclassifying these documents of the folks that sent emails into their to Clinton's server, you know, they're saying this is just pure harassment. And, right. and more importantly, the yep. fact that if these folks in the future apply for a security clearance, that is going to come up on their file, and it's going to, it could very well be a game changer. It is harassment. It's all that this is, harassment. Anyway. Well, I, want to, I want to know this. Uh, how quickly do you think we can loop Pence into this? Boy, I, I really want to. Man, that's my, that's my dream. Right. Yeah. Well, according to the, the whistleblower's complaint, he certainly was aware of the fact that he was yoinked off the plane to go to the inauguration of the Yugoslavian president, whose names I'm, I'm just not even going to attempt, because, uh, you know, he, had, he wasn't playing the games. The president wasn't, wasn't coming along yet. And so they sent, um, who, who was it? It wasn't even Pompeo. It was, it was, the, no, it was the energy Pompeo. guy. The energy guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they sent Rick really nobody to try and end when the Yugoslavian, excuse me, Ukrainian, please forgive me, people, Ukrainian newspapers talked about the phone call. They specifically said it was to, to try to root out some corruption that is holding up the relations between the United States and Ukraine. That's how, what, that was their takeaway from the call. Yeah, I and I think that, that, that Trump is, is just such a spineless coward. I think he watched the Godfather movies. <sighs> and he's trying to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a complete oh, wimp. We know he can't, he can't fire anybody. He couldn't even look at Greta Thunberg. Right. <laughs> He's just, it's all acting. I think he lived uh, the Godfather movie, but I'm just thinking the guy they sent over to Zelensky's inauguration is the guy they leave back in the White House when they go over to the State of the Union address, you know? They're going to have to leave somebody home. <laughs> the <Yeah>. most unimportant. <laughs> the, the guy that got the glasses, so it made him look smarter, Perry. <laughs> Perry from Department of That's right, Rick Perry. <laughs> That's Rick Perry. <laughs> Um, and isn't he the know, dancing guy? Isn't he the dancing uh, fool? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. No, he's one of them. Yeah. 
sent, sent him over. Uh, but even Trump says you should look at Pence's email, Pence's uh, conversations. He had conversations too. It just tell you what a weenie Trump is, you know, and how he's, long he's you have throwing to... everybody under the bus. Everybody. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. Um, but my feeling is that McConnell will put this to trial in the Senate. I don't think he'll merit Garland it. Um, uh, you know, I just apparently he had made a statement last spring that if it got there, that there would be a trial. And I just don't think Trump doesn't really have that many friends. Mm. Nobody really likes him. They're just afraid of him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think, you know, when they all catch on that if enough of them get together and there's supposedly 35 of them and they all vote him out, the, the Republican Party can perhaps survive this uh, decade. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens when it hits the Senate. But uh, yeah, so. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just, there is, uh, it's, tr it's a tremendous day. And I was just listening to the radio before. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, um, I think it's, it's, it's certainly worthwhile that, um, that Speaker Pelosi turned the activities over, the, the heading of, the spearheading of the impeachment over to Schiff. I yep. think that's brilliant. Yep. You know, I think on behalf of Nadler, I think, um, you know, you say what you want about him. I think when you have a very, very difficult and repugnant, frankly, and pugnacious um, uh, uh, witness like Lewandowski, who was not going to give up an inch, was going to be a dick the entire way, you know, how do you, you can't really, you really can't blame uh, Nadler if it went off the rails. You know what I mean? What do you guys no, think? I think oh, yeah. you're exactly and right. It's all you're intentional. Exactly right. just to, yeah. It was intended to, it was intended to embarrass the Congress. It was intended, you know, None of it can work if there isn't a consensus, if everybody doesn't agree that this is a process that we need to respect. Um, that's how a courtroom works. In a courtroom, you can enforce it. You've got a bailiff that can lock somebody up. Yeah. Um, in the Congress, they don't have that ability, uh, but there was not the consensus. Everybody wasn't on board. Any more than that guy from ICE that was so disrespectful to, uh, I'm not gonna have the name right, Chapal, um, who was, uh, in a hearing last week, he, you know, pointed his finger at her and he wouldn't shut up. He wouldn't um, um, mind her, uh, her uh, admonitions as chair and said, I'm a citizen. You work for me. I'll talk as long as I want. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Um, the other thing that I was, I, I thought about too was, I think that the, the Senate, um, or I should, let's just say this congressional representatives, are uh, pissed off with Trump because they allocated that money to, to go to Ukraine. And then this fucker uses that money for his own purposes. Mm, to, right. To, you know, um, uh, he doesn't even buck up a penny of his own stuff. Right. Right. And he uses it to put the screws to Zelensky, who is sitting there when they did that, um, the, um, the, uh, press conference thing with two of them sitting there. Zelensky looks like, what the fuck did I get into? You know? And the look on his face was so completely out there. I mean, oh my God, this is really, really something. And uh, not only that, the whole Joe Biden, Hunter, Hunter Biden thing, there's no there there. It has been debunked, in fact, in the Washington Post this morning that um, his advisor, the, uh, Tom Bossert, who was with Homeland Security, he said, there's nothing there. He said, I tried to explain to him that there's nothing there. And they want to continue not to go over the investigation, but to find new, just to drum up any new shit that they can. And who does he right. send there? 
the vampire of, of, of oh my lord Giuliani. oh my lord crazy crazy fucker but they're not <laughs> i don't to... understand how uh Giuliani can claim that uh, all this is covered by attorney client privilege oh i mean this has nothing to do with deliberation but I think that Trump just misunderstands. Remember when he thinks if there's a lawyer in the room, that that means that he, there's attorney-client privilege. But I mean, clearly Giuliani is nuts. And he's throwing everyone else. I mean, it's really a circular firing squad. They are such cowards. You know, but in a signal as to this, you know, might be nearing some end yet, I think Fox News is slowly breaking with him. Yeah. Um, granted, Chris Wallace has been critical all along. But Wallace um, uh, said yesterday on his show, uh, in between, you know, arguing with Stephen Miller, uh, Wallace apparently said that Virginia Tensing and uh, Joe DeGeneva, who are both lawyers and who are Fox TV analysts, yep. and Virginia yep. and, and, and Victoria Tensing has come up once before with regard to the Ukraine, were also involved in this shadow enterprise. And uh, nobody can quite answer why when Trump has a State Department, the CIA, and all these agencies available to him, he would send off Rudy Giuliani, you know, to undertake this anti-corruption initiative uh, with the other two, DeGeneva, I should say, and Tensing, um, as off-the-books lawyers, basically. Um, and, uh, and so, it, but it's just more proof that this is actually true, that this is all true. Um, the allegations have been made, I mean, there's really no contesting it. And then the, um, the, uh... What is you know the story with Barr not not just you know? Oh my goodness! Himself. I mean, what do you think of that, you guys? I mean, that's outrageous. Well, I, I, name in it, I, and he goes proceeds forward. Well, you know, uh, Franny this morning uh, recommended the Daily, the New York Times podcast. Yeah, it is excellent. I listened to it twice. That's how good it is. Yeah, um, and uh, it's 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 just it's just the whole thing is so shocking. And, and Franny, did you want to say something about it first? Because you kind of pulled up the podcast. No, one. Well, I just, I, I, I think that, that the Board of Barovices in the District of Columbia is going to be very busy. That's what I think. You're right. Um, I think a lot of people are going to lose their licenses here. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, over what they did here and the misrepresentations that have been made. And this ability to recuse himself on the part of Barr when he saw his name in it. Um, and then his statement is that he's innocent, so he doesn't have a conflict. That's ridiculous. It, 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 so, and according it, 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 to the, the timeline in the, the, the Times, you know, the, when the whistleblower first informally ran this complaint up to his own system, the head CIA lawyer called the White House and yeah. got the appointing, uh, I got to think of what the guy's name is, Eisenberg, as, as, uh, yeah. who's right yeah. under Cipollone, they called the Attorney General. So he knew about this within, before the, back in August. That's how long they've been participating in this cover-up. And the I mean, craziness. But I think he's afraid if he recuses himself, he'll see what happened to, um, you know, that little, that little senator that uh, was the Jeff first Sessions. attorney general. Jeff he's, he's, he's terrified of that because he has probably promised uh, uh, Trump that he will he will never recuse himself, but he he is so stuck in the glue now. I, yeah. I love it. The, yeah. the failure, the, his failure to recuse himself because oh. of the statement that he had he never heard anything about it and he's entirely A innocent. First year Com completely hinges on yeah. his credibility. It's do you believe it? Which is zero. Not? 
and so, but that's, it, it hinges on his credibility, which means that he can't be, he can't be the one to make that determination. He can't say, I'm innocent and I believe myself, so therefore I can adjudicate this. Right. Uh, he should have taken himself right out of the picture completely. But then they apparently looked at it and decided that it wasn't a crime uh, because it wasn't a, quote, thing of value. Um, uh, Which, and that is the, the alleged, you know, dirt or whatever they're going to up all research they were going to rouse up at the Ukraine, that that was not a thing of value. Now, Margaret has read the Trump, I mean, the Mueller report thoroughly. Mueller did decide that op research was, in fact, a thing of value. The only thing that uh, they, drew valuable. A, they drew a line Why on was, what the, was the value Why would he want it? Why would he want it if it didn't have value to him? But the only the only dispute that Mueller had about it was the um, the monetary value of it. Do you do you value it greater or lesser than two thousand dollars? Because that's what tells you whether it's a felony or not. That was the only question. Not that it wasn't a crime. And so the Department of Justice well, decides. Well, four hundred million is what he held up Ukraine for. So I say four hundred million would be a fair number. And the and the other process, the other problem I have is that they said that this did not involve a matter that was in the jurisdiction of the DNI. But it did, because on its face, it talked about the abuse of the security process, of the of the of the storage of intelligence information, um, and that's and they, exactly they said what that the subject about. of the complaint, the president, was not part of the national security, which is ridiculous. All it has to be is the complainant, and okay. so that is just an absolutely specious argument that they should be embarrassed to say. They should be disbarred, the bunch of them. I mean, when you say, oh. what, they, what they say now, you know, now that it has been disclosed as of last Tuesday, and, and I was looking very hard at uh, DNI, acting DNI McGuire, for his failure to turn this over right away. I mean, understand that this um, whistleblower complaint was filed on August 12th. It doesn't get to Congress until September 24th. That's six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks at which every single day our national security is at risk. Now they all want to say, hey, let's not look back. Now we've got it now. When, well, the, the whole point was if there was an urgent need and the IG had decided there was an urgent need. Um, and so all these guys bottled up something purposefully. And look at the firestorm that's taken this country over in a week. They, that's what and they the were avoiding. the rottenness was so per pervasive. We always talked about the institution holding. Yeah. And here it was rotten at the CIA, it's rotten at the White House, it's rotten at the Department of Justice. And my, my personal theory is that he is now selecting people for their, quote, loyalty or because their parents gave donations, okay? So these people know, even though they may have degrees, they are occupying a desk and they have a title they don't know a damn thing about. So as soon as a question comes, they don't wanna make a mistake, they call higher ups. And that's exactly what the attorney at CIA did. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what McGuire did. Although I right. have to say right. that as a, as a military person, I think he was set up. I think they held it till he was brand new and then it got dropped on him. But still, the idea that he would start off at the White House is so shocking. But again, it's, it's everyone's absurd. trying to follow the quote, supposed chain of command, but basically they have no, they have no experience they're not seasoned. They don't know what's right and what's wrong. And so they go for what's safe, which is to do whatever the president says. Right. Um, 
I got I got two one other one or two two other things I wanted to throw out here. It's um, I was listening to Trumpcast yesterday, and they had Gal, uh, what's her name, Galia Withlick or whatever her name is, and she uh, they talked about uh the quid pro quo quo and she said if you don't need a quo a pro quo if you have a quid so would, <laughs> would you like to comment on that either of you i thought that was well, very it's a hell, a hell of a quid and i also think there is a quo pretty clearly in his Absolutely. mind but Reg, uh, freddie you you explain it you're better at it well ha having not listened to it i'm not sure but i think that any part of this you know if you're asking for a favor that's pretty corrupt. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right? a bribery. You don't you have know, to get something good. Just ask right. for says, it. I want you to, he says, I want you to do me a favor, though. I mean, how much clearer is it than that? You right. know, there's different levels as you look at this. If you look at from a criminal point of view, bribery is very, very bad. But getting a gratuity is as well. Yeah. You know, if my city councilor does something for me and I send him a turkey uh, <laughs> filled with gold, um, that's a problem for him if he takes that, you know? I mean, basically, uh, a gratuity is, is, is not as punishable, but is serious as well. So saying, I want you to do me a favor, though, and in the context of when uh, Zelensky is talking about wanting those javelins, and he says, I want you to do me a favor, though, I mean, it seems I very clear to me. He doesn't f finish the sentence. He doesn't finish the sentence and say, oh, you won't get the javelins. But listen, you know, is, is Zelensky stupid? No, Zelensky caught it. He understood. Um, and so, and by the way, I'm sure that you all have seen the clip yesterday of Kevin uh, McCarthy, um, who from the, um, from the Congressman, um, Republican uh, Congressman, and yeah. I think a minority leader. He's um, ranking, yeah. He basically uh, did not, apparently not read this transcript, not read any of this materials, <laughs> and doesn't recognize when he is questioned about. Um, but I, you need, I, wa I want you to do me a favor, though. Uh, yeah. McCarthy says, oh, you've added a word on there. You've added though. And it's no, McCarthy. You know, so McCarthy doesn't know what the text is at all. They can't, they're crumbling because they can't read it. They can't actually deal with the material. So I think that's what it means, Reggie, is putting out the half of it, even though they don't finish the rest of the sentence. It's pretty corrupt right. and, I, I'm and undoubtedly punishable. Right. And remember Michael Cohen, when Michael Cohen was uh, testifying and telling his everything, he said that frequently Trump will just suggest something yeah. would be a good idea to do. And that everyone understood it was a directive, but that Trump wanted the ability to say, I didn't ask for it. Right. And so he speaks in code uh, the same way the, the mafia, the mob does. So that this is his method of operation, and Cohen told us that months ago. And and it was the way Trump handled the whole thing with trying to fire um, Mueller when he told McGeehan, "Oh, I never said to fire him. I never said fire him. He never used the word. He says I want him gone. <laughs> you got to do right, something about right. him. You can kill him. Yeah. Um, what I I want to comment on this. A couple other things is when you read the transcript, look at how he sets up Zelensky. He, he applauds Zelensky, congratulations, fine job, fabulous. You know, Zelensky comes back in the conversation, talking Trump speak, you know, you're wonderful, no, you're more wonderful, no, you're <laughs> so fabulously wonderful. Then he jumps, it goes into the whole javelin thing, and then he's like, yeah, that's great, but I need to do you a favor. Look how he sets the whole thing up. I mean, it's just classic, you know? Classic. And then also, Reggie, uh, and it, it is a reconstructed conversation 
yeah. they claim that there is no transcript. I will put my hand on a Bible and swear there is no way there is not a transcript. Or a recording. There is no way. There is not a digital, a digital copy of it. And I believe that is what they put into the, the database. And then this little silly thing that they reconstructed, Trump doesn't speak that way. Right. He doesn't use complete sentences. That's the truth. You know what I mean? And, and, and so it's, 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 it is a reconstruction. It is not a transcript. But I know under the way these records, everything operates, there is a transcript. There is a transcript. And we, they just have to just stand still and de depend on it, find it, demand it. I, I have to ask, is there not a recording? How could there not be a recording of a Of course. Like and everything is recorded digitally. And it happened in the situation room. <laughs> So I, I, I sort of have a couple ideas about that, but uh, Regina, when you want me to go ahead, I, I'll just say a few things about the classified stuff. Well, I just got, a, I just got two, yeah, go ahead. two other things. As this thing initially, for the first first issuance, it finally winds its way over to Department of Justice. They route it to the criminal people. They shoot it down. They see it as campaign violations, campaign finance violations. They don't see the intelligence aspect of it. They don't see any of that. They knock it. Excellent they say, point. Eh, bullshit campaign finance violations. Excellent point. Close it. Stupid bunch of shits. What the fuck do we have going on at the Department of Justice? What do we have there? Well, remember, Reggie, they want their jobs. They know they're not qualified to sink their way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. And they're doing as they are directed to. And as Bernie said, the DC bot uh, overseers are going to be very busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think of the number of folks. Honest, how many people do you think, a big, big, like ballpark, how many people, Meg and Frenny, do you think are involved in this thing? 15, 20, 18, any, any number you can think of? I bet 10 directly. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I say 25. I say okay. 25 because for every person who's named, they always have a plus one, a plus two, someone to, uh, I, I would say at least 25 and there may be more than that. And it, it is really a very target-rich environment and that's why they're all scrambling. And, and that's, that's how it's going to get broken when you get one, that's how we'll break through. When you have some small person, why should they go and yeah. sacrifice their life for this? Yeah. And, and you know what? We haven't even talked about the U.S. Ambassador, Marie Yavanov, ah. who got sent packing because she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, well, in the line. And she is a career official. Yeah. And this was her third ambassadorship. Yeah. Supremely qualified. She would not have gotten, it's very, it's not easy in the State Department if you're not a political appointee to get to be ambassador somewhere. Yeah. But she, he wants to put someone who's loyal to him. Holy moly. Well, I feel better. <laughs> mm. um, so who would like to, uh, uh, let's see. Um, Meg, would you, who would like to go first in terms well, of- I'd, like, I'd like to hear from Margaret. Seriously. Yeah, I'd like to hear from you, Meg. Uh, Franny, I'll do, do respect to Franny. Meg, why don't you take it? Well, I will do it because uh, Franny's thing is going to be more interesting. It's going to provoke more oh, comment. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> but, you know, we've, 
one highlighting one segment, which is the handling within the White House of the document concerning this phone call. And I, I want to say it's it's a transcript, but I to, to not get it confused with what they handed out. Okay, so the document uh, under the Presidential Records Act, there's public ownership of all these records. The president doesn't own every anything, and they will all eventually be available. And there have been numerous suits against the Trump administration by crew. Citizens Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, the National Security Archives, concerning their handling of other records. So the White House is very understanding that this is an important aspect. This is not a rookie mistake, okay? They, um, the first executive order that Obama issued concerned these presidential records. And he specifically involved the determination of the archivist in saying what is an executive privilege and what is not. Okay, so that would be records that are already in the control of the archive. However, what the White House has is custody of these records temporarily. By putting it in this top super secret database, they thought, or they, I'm sure they thought they were putting it someplace where the sun doesn't shine. And nothing is more scary to this White House than having someone see what they're doing. But I think it's even more nefarious than that. It is a national security uh, agency database, NSA database. And uh, I mentioned Obama's executive order just to point out that Trump can issue one of his executive orders, okay? And that may be intended. Maybe he intends to do that before the end of his administration. But the NSA itself is subject to FOIA. But their biggest used exemption is national security. And by qualifying this as national security, they have prevented it access by anyone forever under the Freedom of Information Act. More importantly, we are told that this database includes information on covert actions. Covert actions means the CIA. So the CIA has information in this database too. What's interesting about that is the CIA has special power to not even respond to FOIA requests. They don't have to be bothered even explaining why stuff is not going to be released. In fact, they have permission to say, uh-uh, no records, no records responsive. So I think the plan is to fold these highly embarrassing records into databases that will never be open to FOIA. And it's really horrifying. Final thing is that to have the White House counsel so involved, you know, it's password protected, and we've talked about it before. You have secret, you have top secret, then you have compartmentalized information. That has many, 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 many layers, and I am I'm not going to say how many there used to be. I'm sure there are more now. But that means that people are 
authorized to look at, at things at a certain level and no higher. Okay. So I really don't believe that the White House counsel would have authority at the highest level. He would have no need to know. It's possible that his assistant, Eisenberg, might have a higher one, but that doesn't matter. What means is that they have misused this database by putting junk in there that is not classified. You cannot commingle. It also means or suggests that it's possible that other people also have access to this database. And the point they say they're doing this because people might leak. Well, that is not a good enough excuse. The fact that the president might be embarrassed is not a matter of national security. So all these records are audited by keystroke. Every single keystroke is recorded. So all these people who are so inexperienced and they don't know what the heck they are doing have truly exposed themselves and they are stuck in a group. So God knows how many people are involved with this classification mishandling, which will be treated as a spill. It's, it's an unauthorized use and access to the database. So all of this is very, very serious. This is not a game. This is not that, you know, it was put in the top draw that's locked. That's not it at all. It was an absolutely calculated misclassification in order to prevent records from ever being available. So it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. But that, that's, that's my feeling with that, Reggie. That's all. Uh, but this White House, um, Margaret, has been terribly sloppy and maybe reckless about security well, clearances, that's why they haven't they? Right. That's why they keep getting sued. And again, the latest suit was in May of this year. Okay. May to July when this kerfuckle happened. So they know that they are being watched. And I think they feel they found the perfect solution was to put this in a, and, and this is just my theory. Okay. But from looking, reading the tea leaves, I believe they think that they have outsmarted all of us by putting this into a database that FOIA will never reach. Um, but I'm thinking like Jared has a, probably a top security clearance, which he couldn't achieve on the merits. It was the president insisted that he have it. I think that that's accurate. Um, so why would not the president's lawyer have it? And, and can you people? imagine the president having access to these covert oh. operations? In fact, when he um, talked with Labrador and, and the, the other yeah. guy who looks like Jabba yeah. the Hutt, and said, in effect, you know, I don't really mind that you guys you all, all hack this election because we probably do things too. But he revealed information that came from Israeli covert operations. So it's just, it, it's shocking that that boob has information in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's really terrifying for the security of the country. I mean, and, and again, that, this is just for starters. And, and that's why we have to reject the notion that, well, now that it's out, you know, we don't have to look backwards. It's six weeks uh, uh, uh. which our country yep. has been at risk. Six um, weeks. Meg, uh, one, of our, one of our siblings had a question, and I don't know whether or not you would be able to answer this, but relative to the, you know, you and we all don't know the, the nomenclature of computers and shit, but relative to, let's say, the server, would that be located at the White House? How, and if so, how do you maintain that security? I mean, what would prevent some 
Russians sitting out on, you know, you know, P Street or U Street or whatever, and um, just setting up his own system. Would you have any thoughts on that? Is it located well, in the house, or, or where is well, it? He, they would, I, I, because it is a national security agency database. Yeah. I'm guessing that the, uh, the, the mainframe, the server yeah. is in Virginia. Virginia. However, yeah. they have uh, access to it. Yeah. Through these very protected terminals. Right. And it's just, these people have been so sloppy and I, it scares me. So I do think it would be very, very possible for people to hack into this. And then the other three databases that are maintained at the White House, oh yeah, I'm positive of it because all those boobs are using it. Right, right. And in order to have something that a lot of people can use, you have to make it easy to access. Right. You easy to access, easy to hack. You can't jump into the car and drive over to Langley or wherever, you know? Um, right. Take the metro. <laughs> um, <clears throat> just relative to that, I forgot even to mention even the security of the whistleblower himself, his physical ah! security ah! is going to be he was sending death threats to Christine Blasey Ford yes. because she told the truth about grabbing Kavanaugh. Right, right. Can you imagine what's going on with this guy? Jesus mm. Christ, they got to have him under lock and key, mm. you know? Um, well, God bless him. He, he is the American hero because well, otherwise we would know nothing of this, nothing. And don't forget, Two and a half weeks ago, wasn't there a Russian spy that was whisked out under the cover of darkness, living in a beautiful home in right. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it is, it is stunning, 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 to stunning. Save his his life. In this, fact, Reggie, yes. remember way back, Rachel was talking right after this mess started that there was this important meeting in in Russia at the KGB or the FSB. Yep. And that suddenly people came in and put a bag over someone's head and yep. hustled them out. Right. I bet you that was this guy. Yep. Yep. I bet you that's how they got him out. Jesus. Jesus. Because they had to save his life. But can you imagine? So they had to, you know, can you imagine how terrified you'd be if you've been assisting the United States of America? Jesus. Yeah. And then people burst into the meeting, put a bag over your head and pull you out. But think, I, 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 my intuition is that was this guy that they saved. But now he's all he's all opened up again. And as we continue to chase down Hillary's emails, by the way, <laughs> oh, so it's outrageous. number one. Outrageous, outrageous. Um, wow. Oh man, um, Franny. Anything more relative to to Meg's Meg? What Meg had to say right now, or shall we go? No. Over what you have to say? No, no, no. To say, no, no, no. I, I, I think my sister's. Uh, probably too gracious to audibly snore when I start to talk about hearsay. <laughs> um, because there's many law students that have been put to sleep. Um, no, no, no. I hearsay. love hearsay. Please, tell us. And, and so, um, uh, but I just, I'm just so amused um, at all these people talking about hearsay. Um, and that, you know, how could we possibly impeach on hearsay? Well, I'll tell you, as Margaret said, there's many tips that have come in by hearsay, and there's many search right. warrants that have been executed on hearsay. Right. And I, so I just wanted to make a couple of, of points um, for anybody that listens and, and, and possibly gives that any headspace. 
those hearsay. people. <laughs> right, right. Hearsay has <laughs> absolutely. It's going to grow, Rich. Yeah, hearsay has <laughs> has no relevance outside of a courtroom. <laughs> hearsay has no relevance outside of a courtroom. There's many places in life that hearsay is never recognized as hearsay. The only place it has relevance is inside a courtroom when someone's on trial. And then you would consider issues of hearsay. Now, as we've heard over and over again, impeachment is not a judicial proceeding. It's not mm. a legal proceeding. There will never be any courtroom um, um, rules of evidence that are applied. Um, it is a political proceeding. Um, what is a high crime and misdemeanor is up to the Congress. What is admissible is up to the Congress. So making any noise about hearsay is absolutely ludicrous. It is a meaningless disparagement of the whistleblower complaint. That's all it is. It's a meaningless disparagement. It makes no sense whatsoever. You know, hearsay itself is simply anything that's outside of a courtroom that's written down or stated aloud. You have to bring it into the courtroom. They want to get the freshest evidence in the courtroom. And that makes the sense in a courtroom situation. And I can assure you, it's easily met. Um, in this case, for example, uh, I, I just want to, I should say this first, hearsay um, can provoke um, many arguments, dancing about on the head of a pin, deciding whether a particular statement is hearsay or not hearsay. And yeah. so then when you decide what constitutes hearsay, there are somewhere between 35 and 50 exceptions yeah. to the hearsay rule. And so, and one of them doesn't even have a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and so there, you know, people spend their careers researching, studying, thinking about hearsay, but it isn't really all that complicated. I'll tell you what is not hearsay. The president's statement is not hearsay. Let me say that aloud. The president's statement is not hearsay. And so, the president is at the press conference at the United Nations. Right. Yeah. At the United Nations, and he talks about the conversation, and he says about the conversation he had with Zelensky, and I quote, it was largely the fact that we don't want our people, like Vice President Biden and his son, creating to the corruption, I know that makes no sense, creating to the corruption already at the Ukraine. That's not hearsay. That's an admission. It's a statement against interest by the president. That goes in, right. bingo. It's an exception. cooked. He's confessed. No one's hey, talking Frank, about, about when he, confession being a hearsay. How about when he's the one that's always saying, oh, everyone's talking about, people are saying. That's exactly. Yeah. He Classic himself hearsay. uses it. Yeah. He, but he, I mean, he, it, it's just, it's ludicrous. It's, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, um, basically hearsay is understood to be hearsay, but it is, when hearsay is corroborated, when it is corroborated, it yeah. becomes reliable and is much more useful in a court of law and in every other situation. So please, you know, give no uh, consideration to that notion of hearsay because it is entirely eyewash. And as Reggie always says, if you see bullshit, call it out. I'm calling bullshit on that hearsay argument. <laughs> you know, and I was, I was thinking um, earlier today about the changing excuses that have been given to us by 45 as to what he was actually doing. And there is a very uh, well-respected uh, criminal prosecutor, yeah. very good at cross-examination, who would say, I love it when they lie because <laughs> it's so much fun. I don't know. Regina, do you know her at all? <laughs> <laughs> it is fun when they lie. You can just kind of really go right down on them because they, right. they just really it think that they can get away with it. Lie. It is fun when they <laughs> lie. It is fun when they lie. 
I would love to have been cross-examining <laughs> Stephen Miller yesterday on uh, Chris Wallace's oh, show. Boy. He says, I know deep state conspiracy. How in the name of God, he's insane. He's, but Mar Margaret, he said that he knows deep state conspiracy and he can call it out because he has been in the government for three years. Well, there you go. Oh. Count them. Yeah, Count them. Oh. That fucker, man, I tell you what. Um, well, I'm exhausted. Phew. Huh, boy, I'm spent. <laughs> this was awesome. Well, I think this is, um, this is created for us. I mean, this is just going to, this is like a, 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 um, a big old boulder that we're, it's rolling downhill and it's rolling <laughs> fast. So we've got to stay ahead of it, girls. So <laughs> I say right. next time, you know, next back time, next back channel, next time we're going to be here and uh, to continue on with the impeachment process. So we, we, the public, all 23 of you, we will be your eyes and ears. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And thanks for we listening read it to us. So and you don't with us. have to. We and read we so appreciate you don't. <laughs> the people that listen. And um, uh, do you guys have anything more? Are you good for right now? Until the next I think, thing. I think I'm good. Okay. And I, I'm good, except to remind everyone do not let yourself be distracted. Yeah. That's do not right. be distracted. We Keep have an admission of guilt, an yep. open and shut case, and that's all that matters. And I'll put some stuff up on the Sisters of, Resist Sisters of Resistance site on Facebook. And so, um, as discussed today, Trump's vain, reckless, and self-serving actions have undermined the rule of law and our American way of life. But, speakers, policy, it's going to save us. Um, yay! Impeach. Go impeach, speaker. Impeach. Go impeach. speaker Pelosi. Thanks, everybody, for being there. And Fran and Meg, as always, it was fabulous. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be here next week. Take good care, and bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening, everybody.